Welcome to another episode of The Creative Mind. This is a brief solo episode and I'm going to be reading something from a book called The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown and I love, love, love what she talks about shame and guilt. So what does shame mean? What does guilt mean? Aren't they the same? Can you explain more about that? So I love what she said there and this is what she says. Shame is about who we are. And guilt is about our behaviors. We feel guilty when we hold up something we've done or failed to do against the kind of person we want to be. It's an uncomfortable feeling, but one that is helpful. When we apologize for something we've done, make amends to others, or change a behavior that we don't feel good about, guilt is most often the motivator. Guilt is just as powerful as shame, but its effect is often positive while shame often is destructive. When we see people apologize, make amends, or replace negative behaviors with more positive one, guilt is often the motivator, not shame. In fact, in my research, I found that shame corrodes the part of us that believes we can change and do better. Doesn't shame keep us in line? Along with many other professionals, I've come to the conclusion that shame is much more likely to lead to a destructive and hurtful behavior than it is to be the solution. Again, it is a human nature to want to feel worthy of love and belonging. When we experience shame, we feel disconnected and desperate for worthiness. Full of shame, or the fear of shame, we are more likely to engage in self-destructive behaviors and to attack or shame others. In fact, shame is related to violence, aggression, depression, addiction, eating disorder, and bullying. Children who use more shame self-talk, like I'm bad, versus guilt self-talk, like I did something bad, struggle mightily with issues of self-worth self-loathing and using shame to parent teaches children that they are not inherently worthy of love so what does shame look like according to dr hartling in order to deal with shame some of us move away by withdrawing hiding silencing ourselves and keeping secrets some of us move toward by seeking to please and please And some of us move against by trying to gain power over others, by being aggressive and by using shame to fight shame. Most of us use all these at different times with different folks for different reasons. But all of these strategies move us away from our story. Shame is about fear, blame, and disconnection. Story is about worthiness and embracing the imperfections that bring us courage, compassion, and connection. If we want to live fully without the constant fear of not being enough, we have to own our story. We also have to respond to shame in a way that doesn't exasperate our shame. One way to do that is to recognize when we're in shame so we can react with intention. Shame is a full contact emotion. Men and women with high levels of shame resilience know when shame is happening. The easiest way to know shame is to cultivate the awareness of our physical shame symptoms. I know that I'm struggling with shame when that warm wash of inadequacy comes over me. 
My heart races. My face feels hot. My mouth gets dry. My armpits tingle. And time slows down. It is important to know our personal symptoms so we can get deliberate in our response to shame. When we're in shame, we're not fit for human consumption. We need to get back on our emotional feet before we do say, email, or text something that we regret. I know that it will take me 10 to 15 minutes to pull myself together and I will definitely cry before I'm ready. I'll also need to pray knowing this is such a gift. So if you want to kickstart your shame resilience and story claiming, start with these questions. Figuring out the answers can change your life. Question one is, who do you become when you're backed into that shame corner? Two, how do you protect yourself? Three, who do you call to work through the mean nasties or the cry and hides or the people pleasing? Four, what's the most courageous thing you could do for yourself when you feel small and hurt? Our stories are not meant for everyone. Hearing them is a privilege, and we should always ask ourselves this before we share. Who has earned the right to hear our stories? If we have one or two people in our lives who can sit with us and hold space for our shame stories and love us for our strengths and struggles, we are incredibly lucky. If we have a friend or a small group of friends or family who embrace our imperfections, vulnerabilities and power and fills us with a sense of belonging, we are incredibly lucky. We don't need love and belonging and story catching from everyone in our lives, but we need it from at least one person. If we have that one person or that small group of confidants, the best way to acknowledge these connections is to acknowledge our worthiness if we're working towards relationship based in love belonging and story we have to start in the same place i am worthy isn't that powerful wasn't this just powerful first of all talking about what is the difference between shame and guilt then talking how how talking about how shame looks like and what physical symptoms you get and then asking yourself those four questions to help you become more shame resilient and then finally understanding and acknowledging that, you know what, your story is not meant for everyone. And for someone who wants to or is going to hear your story, know that they've got this privilege to listen to your story and they've earned the right to hear your story. So I hope this resonates with you and you recall and remember the things that were addressed here. And till the very next episode, I hope you have an amazing, awesome rest of your day.